Welcome to the Giveology Impact Series podcast in which we share the experiences and inspirations of social entrepreneurs and change makers around the world in education. My name is Anya Gupta and I have here with me today Jesse Weiss, the founder and executive director of Global Exploration for Educators Organization, short for GEEO. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you for having me, Anya. Of course. So to start off, I saw on your website that GEO was founded in 2007 and was for a while solely based on volunteer work. Um, that's really interesting to see, especially since Giveology is completely a completely volunteer-based organization as well. So can you give me a little intro into your organization, how and why was it created, and of course your mission? Uh, yeah, so I started GEO in 2007. Um, before that, I was a consultant in Europe. And before that, I was a travel photographer. Um, and uh, I saw how impactful travel was for me in terms of caring about the world, developing empathy, uh, caring about the environment. Mm -hmm. And I felt like the United States could use a little bit more of that. And um, I thought that teachers are broadcasters. They have uh, magnifying effects so that if you could help more teachers travel, and then effectively bring that into your classroom, then other Americans would have similar experiences that I had, which is a feeling of greater connection to the world around them. That's wonderful. And that's actually what uh, caught my attention first was seeing that like unique mission of actually providing teachers with those opportunities instead of like impacting students directly. So I guess, I mean, you already told me a little bit about how the idea came, but I mean, why do you think it's important to encourage this travel and learning for teachers? Because I think a lot of times we think of just students directly. Uh, yeah, so the reason we focus on teachers is there are already organizations that focus on students uh, and companies that focus on student travel. Uh, but there's there wasn't any organization that had our model where mm -hmm. we're solely focused on teachers and on um, uh, creating a model that's completely scalable. So there are some other organizations that run travel programs for teachers, but they're they're relying on grant money and they're limited by how much grant money they have. And that means that they have to limit which teachers can travel with them and how many teachers can travel with them. And when I designed GEO from the beginning, the idea is we wanted to have no limits for which teachers can travel with us. Math teachers can travel with us. Guidance counselors can travel with us. It's not just social studies and science teachers. Um, and uh, many students uh, can't afford to travel. Um, so we, the teachers can often afford to travel. And so the teachers can then bring those experiences to their students. So it's essentially we're filling a niche. Um, and I I, figured, I learned about this when I was substitute teaching right after graduating college. I'd already traveled a bunch through photography and studying abroad. And uh, I'd asked the teachers, you know, do you travel much? Uh, or they'd been asking me for travel advice. And I, I said, I gave them travel advice. And I said, um, is there an organization that helps you travel? And they said, no. I said, well, you know, that's, might be a good idea for a business. And years later, I kind of returned to that uh, after uh, consulting for a while. That's really interesting. And I mean, how do you, are there specific schools you work with or how do you, or teachers sign up? Like, how do you choose which teachers do these programs? 
so any teacher can travel with us. Uh, so the, our programs uh, are open enrollment. So it's it's not it's usually not one individual school. It's just you know a group will have teachers from California and teachers from New York and teachers from Iowa and teachers from Texas all in the same group. Uh, from different schools, from different subject, teaching different subject matters, teaching different grades. I can definitely see how that diverse range of teachers you talked about can be valuable. So can you give me a walkthrough of what one travel experience would be like for a teacher? Uh, sure. So, uh, you know, an example of our program would be, say, um, uh, Morocco. Um, we've got a Morocco program that costs uh, about $1,100 for 15 days in Morocco. Nice. Um, and it doesn't include international airfare, but includes most of the other expenses. Um, and so the teachers fly to Casablanca where they meet the group and then um, they go throughout the country. They go to Fez, uh, to the Medinas of Fez. Um, they go to... Um, uh, to Chefwan, uh, which is which is in the Rift Mountains, uh, they see the uh, Roman ruins at Volubilis, uh, and then they go down into Merzuga, which is in the which is right on the edge of the Sahara Desert. And so they go camelback riding um, in the dunes of the Sahara, uh, and then they go to um, uh, to an oasis, uh, the uh, Todra Gorge, uh, where they you can see date palms amongst the desert uh, cliffs. Uh, then we do a little homestay, um, or it's kind of like a village stay uh, in the Atlas Mountains. So to get up there, you have to hike or you uh, ride a donkey up there. Cars can't go up to this little village. And then from there, we go to Esauera. So they go to the Atlantic Ocean, uh, where they can go to the beach and relax uh, for for two days. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and it's a great city. And then we end in Marrakesh, which uh, is uh, you know, famed for its huge, huge marketplace uh, in the middle of the city. Uh, so during this trip, the teachers are obviously going to be learning a lot about Morocco. They're going to learn about Islam. Uh, they're going to learn about the history of the Romans, uh, when the Romans were there, um, when the French were there. Um, uh, they're going to learn about the environment. Uh, they'll learn about the Sahara Desert. Um, we have curriculum discussion, uh, curriculum discussion meeting during the trip. So the teachers before the trip create a classroom action plan about how they want to share their experiences with their students when they get back. During our trip, we discuss the classroom action plans. And then when they get back home, we give them a Google Earth presentation that's fully scripted so that they can share that experience with their students without having to create their own presentation. And then, of course, implement their classroom action plan that they designed and workshopped on our trip. That sounds great. And I know I, you talked about this, but like, how specifically do you think these experiences translate to students? You know, like, what, how has it helped like, issues in education with students and that kind of thing? Uh, you know, it's it's hard to say, because it, teachers teach different things. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I'd say one of the key things is just giving te th these students uh, context and exposure. Uh, you know, if, if a student, most students will have never thought about Morocco in their entire life, and they probably will not think about Morocco in their entire life. Mm -hmm. But the, t the students that are exposed through our program will now know where Morocco is on a map. They will know that it was safe to travel there. They will know that the people were welcoming, that this wasn't a dangerous experience traveling to, to this country. Um, they'll know some basics about the history of the culture, the, the country. And hopefully that'll inspire them 
when they become adults to, you know, travel to places like that, uh, that are not just Disney World or cruises. Um, in terms of the impact on the teachers, it's we're there to recharge their batteries. Uh, a lot of teachers tell me they sign up for our trips as soon as they come out in September so that they have something to look forward to throughout the whole school year. Uh, because as you know, you probably know, being a teacher these days is exhausting. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's, uh, yeah. it's a lot of te teachers are quitting in droves and uh, we're trying to give them something uh, to, to look forward to and, and, and a perk for, for, for hanging in there. I totally agree. So specifically, are there any ways you measure impact? And if so, what are some of your quantitative and qualitative me metrics that you do track? I mean, the big thing we track is how many teachers are traveling with us every year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, th that's kind of the, that's our main number. That's, that's what we're, we're looking to increase every year is how many teachers we, we can, we can impact. Um, in, in other outcomes are, are really difficult to track. We do some evaluations to ask teachers, you know, about uh, how many, how many students they reached um, and uh, what their how, what their students thought of their classroom action plan and the Google Earth presentation. Um, but uh, one thing we try not to do is load teachers up with extra work. So we're we're very sensitive to uh, how much how what we're asking of the teachers uh, for participating in our program because we know they have a lot on their plates. Uh, so that's that's one thing that one of the reasons why we don't collect as much data as maybe some other organizations would. Yeah, that makes sense. You don't want to add to their already extremely high workload. Um, so is there any specific way that you pick the countries you go to? Or I know you mentioned Morocco. Is there some reason that you picked Morocco specifically? Uh, we pick places that are safe to travel. Uh, mm -hmm. We pick places that we can run because uh, we work with a, a partner tour operator that handles our ground logistics and they've got a very large catalog, but uh, they don't go everywhere. Um, so we, we pick trips from that, from that catalog. Um, but we've got a lot of variety. I think this year we've got 57 different countries covered uh, by our programs. That's great. Uh, and we're trying to provide a variety. So we want to make sure that, you know, there's experiences, um, on all the continents besides Antarctica. Um, uh, that's, that's what we try to aim for. Uh, and uh, there's a, a, just a diverse selection so that, you know, if it's a teacher's first time traveling abroad and they want to go to Europe or they're a social studies teacher who teaches about uh, World War II, we want to make sure that there's programs for that. Or they're a Spanish teacher, we want to make sure that there's programs where they can go to Spanish-speaking countries to polish up their Spanish. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so we just have a, a wide, wide range of, of, of uh, programs. Makes sense. So gearing off a little to a different topic, but as you mentioned before, GEO was founded in 2007. So that's all, that's 15 years, which is a long time. So uh, can you share some learn key learnings or challenges that you faced over the years and how the organization has evolved? Yeah. So when I started the organization, I thought we were going to be grant based. I thought I was going to be able to find funders or grants that would uh, help us greatly subsidize the programs or make them free. Um, uh, but I started in 2007 and 2008, the economy collapsed. Yeah. And right away, I knew that that was not really going to be 
that wasn't going to work. And then the, the grants that we, the research that I did to find grants, there just wasn't, there, there isn't much that's targeted towards what we're doing. Uh, as a national organization, it's really tricky because a lot of grants are just based on local impact, on state impact or more, lo- more locally, uh, you know, uh, city impact, uh, county impact, uh, uh, town impact. So there wasn't, there weren't grants that I could find that kind of met what my vision was. So mm-hmm. we moved to a revenue model. Um, and so that was, a, I guess, a, a big decision was to, to, to not be grant-based. Uh, you know, in terms of donations, we received donations maybe, uh, I don't know, $5,000, $4,000 a year. Um, and our budget is over $300,000 a year. So mm-hmm. we are, uh, you know, a revenue-based nonprofit, which um, uh, is not what most people think of when they think of nonprofits. So I think that that was one of the, the first big moves. Um, uh, we also initially used to work with many different tour operators. And as we grew, it, become, it became really cumbersome. And also, um, I learned that the best way to do this was to consolidate and work with just one partner. Um, and that was another another big move. Um, and I, I guess the, the, the next big phase was going beyond myself and hiring staff. Uh, so that it wasn't just a one-person operation. Uh, and right now we have three people on staff, including myself. Mm-hmm. So I would also imagine like the pandemic affected um, travel. So how did how did you work around that? Was there anything you could do to like face that, give teachers other experiences? Yeah, that was really tough. Um, we were running trips actively in in that spring and in that March when things shut down. We had we had we had groups in uh, we had a group in uh, Oman uh, when the pandemic hit, and so oh, wow. we had we had to get them out early. Uh, we had to cancel trips that were just days away, um, and uh, then we didn't run any summer trips that year. We didn't run any winter trips in in 2020. Uh, and so, and same thing, spring break 2021, we didn't run any programs. So we we, we came back in the, the summer of 2021 uh, to kind of get through that period. Fortunately, there was the, the government programs uh, that those were really helpful. Um, uh, we lost a staff member who was able to find another job in the meantime, and we were able to rehire her later in when the pandemic started to ease. Mm-hmm. Um but right now we're just kind of getting back to our pre-pandemic numbers. Uh, so yeah. travel is still affected and it, it's, it's, it was, it's definitely been much more complicated. The concerns that our participants have, the risks that we have in terms of, you know, dealing with potential outbreaks and groups, uh, you know, all of these things make travel much more complicated and scary for people. But fortunately, we seem to be, things, things are definitely getting better. Um, the uh, regulations that a lot of uh, countries had in place are, are being dropped for, you know, better or worse. Um, but uh, it certainly feels like it's everything's becoming much safer now. Yeah, I can imagine that must have been hard to work around. Um, so, I mean, is there a specific story that you like to share about maybe a particular teacher or a particularly interesting education exchanger trip that you ran? Uh, a couple that come to my mind. Uh, one was it was a teacher named Michael who was teaching in South Carolina, and uh, he had never been out of the country before. Mm-hmm. And he taught in a district where none of those students had probably left the county or, or state. You know, it was very inward looking. 
and uh, he went on a trip with us and it completely changed his life. Um, you know, he, it, 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 I, I don't want to go into detail there, but it, it was just a completely life-changing experience for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, another teacher that there's, there's some teachers that travel with us every year. There's a teacher named Barbara in Oklahoma, who's, she's a librarian and every single trip she goes on, she collects uh, you know, different things, toys, uh, children's school uniforms, newspapers, mm-hmm. money, candy, you know, all sorts of different things. And then she creates a suitcase and then she has that in her library. So when, when the elementary school students come into their library, they can take out a stu- suitcase from, from the library and, uh, you know, learn about these countries and then she'll, she'll present to them. Uh, I've always loved, loved, loved what she does with that. Yeah, I totally agree. That's a fantastic and clever idea. So what are some successes of GEO that you want to highlight or just something you're proud of? Uh, I'm, I'm certainly proud of making it through the pandemic. Um, yeah. uh, the government definitely helped, but it also helped that we were, um, you know, really well managed financially. We had savings, so we were kind of ready for that. And our board really stepped up uh, with with great guidance. Um, uh, but I, I'm just proud of the it's I'm proud of the all the individual teachers that have that, that have traveled through us and that we've made their lives better, uh, that we've given them life changing experiences, that we've made them happier and we've made them more uh, uh, more knowledgeable. And uh, that that's I, I wouldn't say there's like big successes. It's all these little individual successes. But I, I'm also proud of our partnerships. We've worked with a lot of universities on programs. Uh, so, we you know, we've worked with. Uh, UPenn and Yale, and we work with UT Austin often, uh, University of Wisconsin, um, uh, lots of universities. We've worked with the National Council for the Social Studies on programs. So uh, we, we love partnering with other organizations and creating travel programs for them and their members. Uh, so th- those are always a, a treat. But um, yeah, it's just lots of individual success stories. Yep, that makes sense. I mean, often the little things are what matters. Um, so does uh, the organization have any future goals that you're excited about or new programs that are coming up? Uh, we just want to continue to grow. We want to reach more teachers. Um, last year, we had 597 uh, people travel through us. And uh, this year, we're hoping to be closer to 700. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that that's the goal is to just, just keep reaching more teachers, running more programs, giving people more experiences. Uh, I don't think we really have a goal beyond beyond that. Yeah, sounds great. That's all the questions I have. The last thing I want to ask is how can listeners get involved with the organization? I guess the, 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 most, the, the best thing you can do is just tell some teachers about us. Uh, mm-hmm. Our website's geo.org, g-e-o.org. Um, and so if you let a teacher know that we exist, that's wonderful. You know, our trips are subsidized. Teachers get PD credit on our programs. They get graduate school credit if they want it. Uh, we get subsidized humanitarian rate, uh, airfare for our our trips. Same thing with insurance. Um, so we try to make these programs as affordable as possible. Um, and, uh, as educationally rewarding for the teachers as possible. Uh, so yeah, telling teachers about it is great. We'd love donations. Um, uh, you can find donation information on our website. Um, uh, so uh, if you want to create a grant for teachers or in, in your name, we, we can administer that and uh, and, and uh, 
help uh, help reach teachers with 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 uh, with your funding. Um, uh, but yeah, just spread the word. That's the main thing. Awesome. Well, is there anything else you'd like to share or add? Uh, no, that that's it. Thanks for the interview. I appreciate it. It was really great having you, so thank you so much for joining. I can say, at least for me, I learned a ton, and I enjoyed the stories you shared about teachers. It was such a pleasure, and I'm sure the listeners will be inspired by this conversation as well. Listeners, please go check GEO out. Thank you, Jesse, and see you next time.